Hi, hello, how's it going? Um, I have a small problem I, I need your help with. Well, it's, it's, actually, it's actually a pretty big problem. It, it, it's actually a really, really big problem. You see, I am, uh, I'm $33 trillion in debt. Yeah, I, I know that's weird. Uh, I'm spending like a drunken sailor on leave in Bangkok with no budget. Yeah, I know that's weird too. Even at this level of debt, uh, the folks responsible for me don't even require me to balance my budget. Weirder still, I know. But hey, when the going gets weird, the weird turned pro. And I could use a few bones. So, sir, ma'am, they... I really have no way of determining if you're male or female. I, I know that's weird, too, but um, I would like to borrow $1,000 from you. I'll pay you 5% interest per year for 30 years. That's 50 bucks per year. And then in 30 years, I'll give you your $1,000 back. Are you in? Well, this is essentially a 30-year treasury today paying 5%. Now, rewind back to the summer of 2020, however, and I was offering 1.25% for the same deal. That deal pays you $12.50 a year instead of 50 bucks a year. Woohoo! The crowd goes wild. Yeah, Zerp. Have you heard of Zerp? It's called Zero Interest Rate Policy, and the ZERP times have been a strange trip, that's for sure. Now, I don't know, this this podcast episode, it, it may sound like it's not for you. We're talking bonds. We're talking the bond market. We're talking about how bonds work. I'd encourage you to stick with it. We're not going to go crazy deep, but it's important for you and your money when you're listening to the news and you're reading the news and you hear about the Fed is raising rates or the Fed is lowering rates or inflation is going up, inflation's going down, the Federal Reserve has got a balance sheet and they're doing this and they're doing that. It, it's all important in terms of just knowing how things work. If you can get a little bit of a comfort level around how things work, you'll feel a little bit more comfortable with your money, what you're doing with it, and where it's going. All right? Easy enough. So back in 2009, coming out of the housing market collapse, our recovery strategy was ZERP, low, low, lower than low interest rates, basically zero interest rate. Oh, and the uh, Federal Reserve began actively trading bonds, but um, that's a discussion for another day. That's another episode. But uh, yeah, since 2008, 2009, there's really been nowhere to go to make money on your money unless you took the risk of the stock market. So that's what we did. We put our money in the stock market and the stock market went up and we got rich. But who invests in the stock market? Well, let's put it this way. The rich got richer. 
Henceforth. Ooh, I really like that word, henceforth. Makes me sound fancy. Henceforth, what did Obama and Biden point to when they talk about their economic recovery? They pointed to the stock market, right? But what do these two empty suits hate? What what do they hate more than anything? What do they truly despise? Well, they despise policies that make the rich get richer. At least that's what they say they do. You really can't make this stuff up. You really can't. If you despise policies that make the rich get richer, why do you point to a stock market that took a run unlike any other in history as your selling point for economic recovery? Unless you, unless you think that maybe the wealth trickles down and you believe in trickle-down economics, ooh, could that be? Have you ever noticed that Obama, he doesn't say that the wealth trickles down. He says it spreads through the economy. It, it's it's trickle-down economics. He just, he just thinks we're stupid. And um, a lot of people are. A lot of people buy it. But let's forego stocks for today. And uh, we're going to be looking at bonds because we got a thing going on with bonds right now. A big thing. Things are kind of foobar. Now, first, here's the thing about bonds. It's an age-old tried-and-true adage. When interest rates rise, bond prices fall. You got to understand that first, okay? Think of it this way. If you bought my bond three years ago and it's paying 1.25% interest, you're probably not too wild about holding on to it when the same bond the same deal, the same risk, the same timeline will earn you 5% today, right? So you want to sell that 1.25% bond and buy the 5% bond instead. Well, bad news. Because that $1,000 bond with the 1.25% rate attached to it from 2020 is now worth about 500 bucks today. That's what you'll have to sell it for in order to find a buyer in a world where interest rates have jumped 300%. A bond's value is determined by two things, its face value and then the sum of the payments you'll receive over the life of the bond. So a face value of $1,000 in a maturity of 30 years, the 1.25% bond is worth $1,375 when you add it all up. The 5% bond is worth $2,500. That's a pretty big difference. That's over 80% difference. So here we have the Charlie Foxtrot in the bond market. And what in the Foxtrot is going on? Well, as a country, we've never printed up a trillion dollars and passed it out like candy to fat kids. We've never paid people in our country not to work. To the point that some people made more money sitting at home than they did going to find a job. And then when we stopped those payments and told everyone to go back to work, well, the jobs they went back to, our president touted those as job creation. It's totally cuckoo. Again, some people buy this. It's it's hilarious. And then 
in my adult lifetime, I've never seen a president and his staff sit and spin around with their thumbs up their asses claiming rising inflation was no big deal. And it was just temporary. It was just transitory and it wasn't going to stick. Well, that's what they did. And meanwhile, everyday citizens like you and me are like, yo, hey, food is getting kind of pricey over here. Things are going up and up and up. And we watched inflation climb and climb and climb up double digits. Jimmy Carter style inflation, actually worse. And then in the two years since inflation began its magic carpet ride, the Fed has tried to squeeze consumers by raising interest rates high enough to stop spending. They want to ease inflation by bringing demand in line with supply. That means you not spending money. Uh, and they want to get us back down to a 2% inflation rate. That's kind of the Fed target, 2%. You'll hear that in, in, a, in the news a lot, 2% target inflation rate. But it's going to be a, a long, slow grind to get there unless the Fed triggers a recession, which is likely. Or we see a large rise in joblessness, which that's likely too. So now the age of the 3% mortgage is gone. You'll pay 8% now. That has the housing market fox trotted, the highest mortgage rates we've seen in over 25 years. Borrowing free money, that's no longer a thing. Businesses raising capital now are getting hit with bricks in their face. But we do have a fund that tracks all of this. The number one fund, it's an ETF that tracks all of these moves in bond prices as a derivative of interest rates is called TLT, Tango Lima Tango. And brother, that mofo is Charlie Foxtrot. It is Whiskey Tango Foxtrot. Back in the summer of 2020, when I was offering that 1.25% 30-year bond, TLT was rocking. It was trading at 170 bucks a share. Now, remember, I told you when bond prices drop, interest rates rise. When interest rates rise, bond prices drop. Well, these rising interest rates have absolutely pummeled TLT to the point where it's trading at around 85 bucks today. It's been sliced in half with my 30-year bond now trading at 5%. So to invest in TLT is to invest in interest rates. And if you think interest rates are going to drop, well, you'll want to buy TLT because that means your investment is going to rise. And if you think interest rates will continue to rise, well, you'll want to stay away from TLT because it's going to continue its slide down. Now, another age-old tried-and-true adage is when bonds do poorly, stocks do better. And when stocks do better, bonds do poorly. And that correlation is kind of out the window these days with all the interest rate and Fed manipulations. And again, that's probably a topic for another episode. Gosh, there's, there's so much to talk about. There's so much to cover. I'm going to take a little sip of uh, Topo Chico real quick. Again, we have no sponsors on this podcast. Topo Chico is not a sponsor. My views do not uh, represent the views of Topo Chico, and I highly doubt the views of Topo Chico would represent my own. And I did get off on a little tangent there earlier. I got away from my notes and, um, well, probably lost subscribers, but 
we're going to carry on. Myself, I like TLT right now. We're sitting at around 5% interest rates. I think it's more likely that we go down to four than it is that we go up to six. If we start heading north of six, if we go six, seven, eight up in that range, well, Charlie Foxtrot is going to become Charlie can kiss your ass goodbye. That's going to spell trouble with a capital tango. That, that'll mean stuff is breaking. Um, but yeah, I don't, I, I just think at, at this 5% mark, I think we go down before we go up. And with TLT, what's the exposure? What's the risk? What's the exposure to interest rate? Well, currently a 1% move up or down in interest rates will push the price of TLT up or down by around 16%. So that's roughly your correlation. So you're $1,000 earning 5% right now. If we go up to 6%, you're going to have 840 bucks earning 6 And I'm going to let you do the math on that since you're all now men and women on the move. You can go back and listen to the very first episode where we talk about math. But you got $1,000 at 5% today, and if we go to 4 well, you're going to jump up to 1160 bucks in capital earning that 4%. Again, I'll let you do the math, but that's a, that's a nice little 16% increase in capital. I like that. I love making money. I, I, I love investing. I love looking for ways to make money. I love to look at, at uh, scenarios where heads I win, tails I win, or maybe heads I win a little, tails I don't lose much. And I think we're kind of getting into a little bit of a sweet spot here around TLT. You should have a little bit of bond in your portfolio, no matter your age, even if you're really young and you're and you're investing pretty much in all stocks, you should have around 10% in bonds. Actually, myself, I've got around 10% in bonds, and I should be 20, 25% or more. So I'm using this opportunity to turn my 401k into investments into TLT. And I'm pounding it every two weeks, trying to build up my uh, bond allocation, try to get up to that 20, 25%. Mark, and you can do this if you're in a 401k. You can look for a, a core bond fund. It it'll do pretty much the same thing. It may not have the same correlation. It may not have the same interest rate exposure, but it's pretty much the same thing. Just look for a core bond fund. And um, you know these are these are very round numbers. I'll probably have someone come in and comment. This guy's an idiot. He doesn't know how to properly calculate the yield to maturity against the effective duration of the convexity of the weighted average on the bond portfolio with TLT. <sighs> Calm down. Ease it back. We're just broadly talking concepts here, but I do appreciate you listening. Hey, give me your rating and review. That goes for everyone. Apple Podcast, please rank, rate, and review the podcast. So, yeah. I like the risk-reward here. Bonds, core bonds, TLT. If interest rates go up, well, hey, my capital drops a little, but I start collecting a little bit more yield while I wait out the bumps. And I just don't see the rates pushing that much higher. But if they do go down, well, hell, I stand to make a quick 10, 16, maybe 20% gain on my investment. That's not bad. That's not bad at all. And... On a side note, I'm recording this on November 2nd. Yesterday, the Fed wrapped their meeting and said they're keeping interest rates the same for now. That's the second 
quarterly meeting in a row where they've said they're keeping interest rates the same. So it's good news if you're thinking about investing in TLT today. I just I don't think Biden goes into 2024 with rates 5% or higher. I think he'll get hammered on the economy if that happens. However, and this is a big however, we have a few things to keep in mind. Uh, we do have a few nasty spats on our hands, and Biden seems to have a lot of folks in his party intent on killing Jews. So that could get interesting. We've got an oil problem, too. Retail oil inventories are low. Biden has pulled our strategic oil reserve way, way down. And he's pulled it down 50%, if you can imagine that. It's insane. But he's backed into that corner to keep gasoline prices low. And and then, boom, here comes war in the Middle East. Bravo. Bravo, sir. Inflation is ticking up again, too. Year-over-year inflation is up a point from June through today. He'll probably say it's transitory again, but that's something to keep an eye on. Have you ever noticed uh, uh, Corrine Jean-Pierre, that little IQ wizard they have running this show? She always wants to qualify inflation numbers by saying, well, let's pull this out or let's pull that out or let's look at this from a seasonally adjusted perspective. And pretty soon she's got it drilled down where we're just looking at a year-over-year price comparison on socks from Sri Lanka and patting ourselves on the back, celebrating a shockingly low inflation number. What a clown show, man. And people buy it, too, which is sad. It's, it's comical, but it's sad. Well, some people buy it, not all of us. Okay, well, let's wrap up bonds here. Just talking a little bit about how they react to interest rates. Maybe some investing you can do in bonds now, given the opportunity. I do want to say one thing, though, and you need to turn up your volume. Turn it up a little bit more, just a little bit more. I want you to inject the sound of my voice into your soul. I hold no licenses, no charters, no certifications that make it legal for me to give you financial advice. In fact, what we've just done here is probably illegal. In much the same way, buying a handgun while smoking crack is illegal. But as Credence Clearwater Revival says, I ain't no senator, son. But we'll see what happens. I'm merely sharing my ideas. I'll rely on you to do your own research and your own due diligence. That being said, one of my favorite follows on Twitter, Jeffrey Gunlack, the Bond King and noted Buffalo Bills fan, he tweeted this week, it's time to T-bills and chill. He's a great follow on Twitter, by the way. I'll put his link in the show notes. He says it's time to buy T-bills and chill. All right, my apologies for last week. I messed up the music, meaning we had no music. And then I messed up the show notes, meaning the substack looked like crap. Brooklyn Addison from Ron Boyd Media sent me a, a scathing email. And, and then Colehead, well, I was afraid he was going to come over to the house, and that would have not been good. Uh, tune in next week. We're going to take a turn. We're going to move away from financial stuff and math stuff and and take a 180-degree turn. We're going to spin this race car around. By the way, I'm, I'm racing my race car uh, on November 11th at Talladega. 
it's uh well it's not talladega the super speedway but it's called the talladega grand prix course but i can say i've raced in talladega after uh next weekend but yeah, we're going to spin this race car around 180 degrees, and I'm going to take you inside a recording studio in Nashville, Tennessee. Now, a lot of folks have a friend, a neighbor, an uncle, and that friend, neighbor, uncle, they have a friend whose wife's cousin plays poker with a guy who is married to a girl who has a brother that works for a big country music star, and they want to tell me stories about the music business. They want to tell me stories about recording. Are you serious? I spent 25 years in in recording studios, and I'm going to take you firsthand into the studio with Garth Brooks, Trisha Yearwood, and Kelly Clarkson. They simply don't get bigger than that. I'm going to be name dropping like crazy. So put on your steel-toed shoes and join the fun as I share what a session looks like in Nashville, Nash Vegas, Tennessee. Until then, remember, get out there, get on the move, stay on the move, and get with the man on the move. I'll see you next time.